Good morning, everyone. This is Georgiana with Employer Branding, the Inside Podcast. We haven't been in touch in a while. We've been preparing some uh, some very interesting things and some super, super nice guests. And my guest today is Johannes Wichmann, who is Employer Branding at New Work Germany. Hi, Johannes. Welcome. Hi. Hi. Thanks. Thanks for having me on your podcast. Um, before we dive deeper into what your company does, employer branding related, please tell me exactly what New Work is about, because I, I know it, it contains several several companies, and what your role entails on a daily basis. Um, yeah, well, my, my name is Johannes, and I'm an employer branding manager at the New Work SE, mm -hmm. working from our headquarters here in Hamburg. And um, the New Work SE is quite a young company. It was founded in 2019, but actually the companies or, or brands that belong to the New Work SE, which exist already a lot longer than that. Um, mm -hmm. There's, for example, Xing, the, yeah. the business network, yeah. which <laughs> at least here in the Dach region, most people will have heard of. Um, For sure. Yeah. And then there are other companies that belong to us, such as uh, Konunu, which is an employee rating platform, uh, Prescreen, uh, which is an applicant management system. And then there are also brands such as Internations, Hello Freelancer, and of course, Honeypot. Mm -hmm. And as an employer branding manager for the New Work SE, you actually have the, the pleasure to do employer branding for all those brands, which, which is really nice. And um, yeah, we are quite an international company with, with offices in Barcelona, Valencia and Porto. And of course, we also have offices in Vienna, Switzerland and Germany. And I do basically both internal and external employer branding. Um, mm -hmm. Currently, I probably do a bit more external employer branding with, with topics such as social media campaigns or our careers website, optimizing the candidate experience. And uh, another topic is also events and corporations. Mm-hmm. Got it. Yeah. So, so actually, the companies that um, that are included in new work are, so to say, people related, right? You mentioned Xing, Kununu, Honeypot, even. Is there something that new work does in terms of employer branding that you guys replicate everywhere across all of these companies? Um, yeah, well, all the companies with, within our new work uh, umbrella, I would say, uh, they have basically one common goal, and, and that is to help um, create a better working life. So basically, mm -hmm. all our mm -hmm. products and services, they, they contribute in some way or another to, to this. And there is um, already a, a shared vision to, to shape the future of, of work together and to bring this whole new work movement forward. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. But in, in terms of employer branding, um, what what we probably share most across all our brands is our employer value proposition, um, which, which kind of reflects our beliefs, the way we want to work, and also what we want to communicate to the outside. And um, we actually try to create an environment in each of our brands where everybody can be true to themselves and um, be the person they, they really want to be. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, within our EVP, we have those three core pillars, uh, which are do what you really want, build an inspiring team and, and work on what matters. Mm -hmm. And nice. yeah, we, yeah, we actually try very hard that those pillars find their way into every employer branding measure we do. And I would say that is something you can definitely see across all our brands. I agree. I agree. And actually, this is one of the reasons why I uh, got in touch with you initially. I actually saw that you you worked for quite a while as employer branding manager at Xing. And c can you tell us a little bit about your experience there and maybe what two of the most endearing projects during your time there were? 
Um, yeah, sure. I'm not sure if I can actually pick two of the of the most endearing projects, but um, I believe that one of the things that are definitely very endearing or, or likable working as an employer branding manager at the New Work is, at, at least from my perspective, is the um, diversity when it comes to the projects you're working on. Mm -hmm. uh, employer branding is like so diverse and it covers so many areas. And one day you might be creating a social media campaign and on the next day you become an event manager organizing yeah. the next company event. And That's true. then, yeah, and in between you work like on internal communication. And uh, while you're doing this, you come up with a new wireframe for a new feature on, on, your, on your career's website. And um, yeah, I believe this diversity plus the diversity that you're actually being able to, to work for different brands, um, that makes it really interesting for me to, to mm -hmm. work as an employee mm -hmm. branding manager here. But yes. um, yeah, in, in terms of projects, um, I would probably say that it was a relaunch of our new work as a company page, mm -hmm. um, which I um, liked the most. <laughs> Um, I think it's quite nice to see a website from, from its first ideas and the first rough sketches uh, evolve to like a functioning website with, with cool features. And um, yeah, there are so many aspects of creating a website that make a lot of fun, like creating the wireframes, thinking about the design, creating concepts to make sure candidates have a great experience when applying. And um, yeah, that, that's been like a really interesting mm -hmm. project. Mm -hmm. You've basically seen it from, uh, you've seen it grow from child to maturity, so to say. Yeah, see. definitely. And it's it's a project like, uh, for me, the website is also really the center of all employer branding activities. That's mm -hmm. basically mm -hmm. where all the measures you do outside, they all come together there. And um, I think it's also like a, a project, I mean, which never stops. So we are, I mean, we, we're still working on it. And um, yeah, and there are always little things you can improve and do a little bit better. And, yeah. Um, yeah. As with everything, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Johannes, while while talking to HR managers in Germany and, and Romania, it's more and more clear to me that a thriving company culture is a flexible, open one, where, where the most valuable asset are actually the colleagues or the stunning colleagues, as Netflix calls them. Do you agree or you disagree with their philosophy? No, I, I totally agree. Um, I, I believe you have to create a culture that is um, open and that enables colleagues to, to follow their interests and to let them do their thing. And um, if people in, enjoy what they do and if they actually find purpose in what they do, then um, I believe that great things are meant to happen. And um, in my opinion, that also means giving employees the, the freedom to, to make their own decisions and to give them a whole lot of responsibility as well. Yeah. Because um, yeah, I, I believe responsibility will also drive dedication and like a, um, a certain willingness to create cool things. And for me, it's always this feeling when you when you can't stop working on, on certain things, not not because you have like a deadline to meet the next mm -hmm. day, but mm -hmm. because you're actually so enjoy keen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you enjoy it. You 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 want to find the solution or you want to solve the problem. You you want to create something new that came up in your mind, and. Um, I believe that's when you're working for yourself and not just a company that pays you money in the end of the month. And I think this effect, you, you will only get it when you have like a culture that is that is open and flexible and accepts everyone the way they are. So, Absolutely. Yeah, mm -hmm. Totally agree. <laughs> cool. Um, as I first approached you, I don't know if you remember, we, we discussed a little bit about balancing work and, and family life. And I think after Corona or during the pandemic, this became a topic that's been on everyone's mind, okay? 
but also a topic that many people can associate with psychological safety in the workplace. And I've been doing some reading on this topic, and it actually means a lot of things to a lot of people. What does psychological safety in the hybrid workplace look like to you? What does it mean for you personally? Um, yeah, I, I, I totally agree that um, during the last year, um, especially balancing work and family life has definitely been more challenging during the last year. And um, that also the topic of psychological safety has re received a lot more attention, um, which which is really good, in my opinion, because I think it's, it's a topic that is really important. Uh, I do still feel sometimes it's also a topic people don't like to talk about so much, mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. understandably, it's quite often a very private topic, yeah. uh, I would say. Um, but yeah, what psychological safety looks like in a workplace. Um, for me, it's really important that the company and the, and the management is actually addressing this topic so that they create an environment where you can talk about such things without risk of punishment or colleagues looking at you in a funny way. Mm -hmm. And um, that it comes down to caring, in my opinion, to, to really care about colleagues as well, to not just care about your inner circle yeah. and family, but actually care about your, about your colleagues too. And we, we had this example in our company that the co colleagues with, without children, they actually gave away some of the holidays to people with children during the Corona time. Mm -hmm. And um, so nice. I, yeah, I think it's quite a good example um, where yeah, colleagues supported one another. And uh, what we also do at the New Work is, is that we, we have a cooperation with, with the Furstenberg Institute, mm -hmm. um, which, which is really nice because every employee can go there if they're struggling and, and get help from professionals. And not just with work-related topics, yep. but also mm -hmm. private topics. So I think that's something really cool. And um, I, I think it became clear during the last year how important a hybrid work environment really is. Um, Speaking for myself, um, I'm a father of two kids mm -hmm. <laughs> and it, it makes it so much easier if on, on certain days you can work from home, of take course. time off yes. during the day, um, you know, pick up your kids from school or bring yeah. them to the soccer training. And exactly. Yeah. And, and given this flexibility is for me also a huge part towards um, psychological safety because it gives you a bit ease of mind and kind of lets you away in a work that really works best for you. So, yeah. And actually at the same time, connect with everything that's super important in your life and i think you you give all the more to your work and to your colleagues and to your company when you're an accomplished person yeah absolutely. in the other departments of your life right yeah definitely yeah um johannes i i told you a little bit about it we usually work with with tech companies and most people i invite on on this podcast uh, come from tech companies i personally think that top talents and, uh, and in tech especially, don't really respond to traditional recruiting methods. What non-traditional methods would you say might appeal to them, if there are any? Yeah, um, I, I think if you, if you consider job ads, for example, which are probably more um, like a, a tra traditional mm -hmm. uh, method mm -hmm. of, of recruiting, um, I, I do believe it's, it's true. They, they don't respond that well to simply posting a job ad. Um, I mean, you, you still get applications, but I agree that it's definitely not enough. Not to, the good ones. Absolutely. No, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Not, not the good ones. And um, I, I think the problem is there that the, the good ones, they are just not around on, on job boards. They, they all have a job and 
and they're not really um, they don't have to go to the job but to, to look there because yeah. they most of the companies they I don't know they throw benefits at them like crazy in, in order to keep them and they probably already most of them have a good um, good life for the companies they're yeah. working for mm-hmm. um, but I think in employer branding whether it's tech or any other target group you, you really have to understand them really well so you have to know the the pain 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 points yeah. and, and yeah. know what Absolutely. matters to them and and then you have to go out with with like the right message and approach approach them where where they actually are and um we we actually do a lot of social media campaigns because the targeting and the retargeting works really well for us um but uh, I would also say in tech, it's, it's also the content you're, you're sharing with people, like providing meaningful content, like showcasing projects, giving insights on how we work. Um, we also have a strong community in, for example, like engineering forums, and mm-hmm. we, we share blog articles. And I believe these are the things um, how you get the attention of, of people in tech. Absolutely. And mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we also tried things like hiding code with a secret message on our website. Ah, uh, nice. But yeah, but to be honest, in terms on, of conversion, uh, I believe that like good social media recruiting and also active sourcing maybe works much better in, in, in my opinion. And um, yeah. Cool. Uh, context or con- content, sorry, or context, which one matters more when developing an employer branding campaign? Um, definitely both. Um, like uh, content does not work without context, uh, mm-hmm. I would say. And I personally actually have a strong focus towards uh, design and making sure that, for example, a social media campaign is like really visually appealing. Yes. Um, making agree. sure that you have the great content. But um, I think this campaign will never work if you don't have the right context. So yeah, I think both is really important. Mm-hmm. And, and especially should, should both be considered. Yes. Yeah, and with, especially with social media, where you always want to create these some stoppers that people, when while they're scrolling through it, they really, you want to get their attention. And I think in order to get that, you really have to have both of them. And um, we actually just recently did like a, a social comp- a social media campaign for, for tech in Porto, mm-hmm. where we had a nice looking campaign, I would say. So the content was was good. Uh, but we also placed a strong focus on the context, making sure that um, that was right for the target group and um, that in this campaign, for example, we went towards um, purpose. So no more benefits, no more money, but yeah. instead mm-hmm. we made sure that people understood what we are doing and how they will um, contribute some, to something bigger. And yeah, that campaign actually worked really well, um, since I would say we, we, in this case, we actually got both right, the, the content and the context. Mm-hmm, so. mm-hmm. And I think it also shows a greater degree of appreciation, so to speak, when, when people see that you don't just throw the simple job ads to them, but you actually understand who they are and the company they should yeah. be working for or they actually work in. I agree, this, this usually works much, much better than the traditional methods. Absolutely. Totally, yeah. But um, Johannes, when I first looked at your LinkedIn profile, I could see that one of your strong points was also data-driven employer branding. What is it actually and how can we make the most of it? Um, yeah, 
Uh, first of all, I'm not sure if I can say it, but it's, uh, I would say it's kind of a pain in the ass. <laughs> um, no, but, but um, honestly, I, I believe data-driven employer branding, it, it's really a nightmare to, to get it started. Um, I think there are so many tools and platforms in yes. HR that mm -hmm. actually give you, they give you good options to track your activities and they also give you good data. So, but to combine all these different data and tools yes. that mm -hmm. you're using across employer branding, across recruiting, um, it's and actually really, do something with it. Yeah, and to, to find the time to actually mm -hmm. do something with it, absolutely. Um, yeah, it it's, uh, can be quite a nightmare. But I also think once once you're rolling with it, um, it's, uh, it's, it's like heaven. So um, it, it's definitely worthwhile to, to take the time to um, get your, your data right and um, to find ways to actually use it. Um, because, uh, yeah, I believe it gives you really good insights on your brand's performance, like both internal and also external and you can really learn something from it and make good and smart decisions and that's probably what data driven employer branding is in my opinion when you really consider your data mm -hmm. and involve mm -hmm. it in your in your strategy and in all your decision making processes but um yeah but honestly speaking even for us at the new work as um, it, it took quite a while until we got to the point where we are now that that we actually do this and that we can actually find the time to, to use the data and make decisions from it. And um, yeah, so I, so I know it's not that easy, <laughs> um, but, but it's, uh, I think it's a, it's a really cool topic, very interesting, and you get so many learnings out of mm -hmm. it. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Okay, cool, cool. So it's definitely something to, to look into. Um, Johannes, now the question that I ask all of my guests one resource you could recommend us a book an article movie doesn't matter yeah i actually don't have anything employer branding related it doesn't have to be <laughs> uh there yeah, came nothing really up in my mind um but i'm reading a book currently from um, matthew walker it's called why we sleep <laughs> and huh. it, it's basically a book about sleep and mm -hmm. why we all should get our eight hours of sleep every night and um, it, it's very interesting to read. And for me, sleep has never really received a lot of importance. Um, but this book was really an eye-opener on why we should sleep properly and what sleep actually has to do with your performance at work mm -hmm. as well, but mm -hmm. also your health in general. And yeah, I have not finished it yet, but I would definitely recommend that. And um, especially also to working parents um, who I know mm -hmm. do not get a lot of sleep. Mm -hmm. um, it's quite yes. helpful. <laughs> oh, yeah. yes, I can totally relate. And I will add it to my uh, reading list for sure. Oh, cool. <laughs> and uh, this brings me to my last question. If you had the ideal budget, what would you do in terms of employer branding at New Work? Yeah, if, if I had the perfect budget, I would definitely hire more people. And, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. in addition to like employer branding managers, I would definitely hire uh, a designer. We actually have a designer in our team already, but I believe you can never have an, enough designers. And Great. I would mm -hmm. yeah, definitely hire a software developer and maybe a, a data engineer. Uh, that would be so good to have people with those skill sets actually working in yes. your employer branding team as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I actually think because those topics um, are so important in employer branding, that this might actually be become more and more the case that a designer and developer work in, in HR as well. Um, yeah, maybe it's a bit far off to think that, <laughs> but uh, I, I do like to believe in it. And I, I would see a lot of advantages actually in that. I, you know what, I, I personally think that as time goes by, we will be seeing more and more of these multidisciplinary teams and of these 
um, disciplines intersected in employer branding, a lot of marketing and HR and all that comes with marketing, like you mentioned, design and data analysis. And I, I think just people need to understand its importance more and more and see how it actually benefits the company and how how good it is to have all these resources in place and just use them whenever you feel like. So I'm, I'm yeah. sure it will come eventually. <laughs> cool, cool. Great. This has been super nice, Johannes. Thank you so much for accepting my uh, invitation. I wish you the best of luck and keep in touch. Yeah, thank, thank you again for having me on the podcast. And um, yeah, all the best. <laughs> thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Inside Podcast. You can find our podcast on Spotify and on Apple Music. And if you want to read more on employer branding or digital marketing content in general, go to beaglecat.com or employerbranding.tech. See you next time. Bye.